Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex. What's going on? I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, alongside my two favorite people, or of the moment at least, in this hour, Jeremy <laughs> Russell. How are you, Jeremy? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. And Steve Carpenter, how are you over I'm there? I'm good. I'm good. Lovely day today in New York. Excited for the kickoff of Pride Month. It yes. Is. It's the it kickoff, is the kickoff, of, kickoff of, Pride of Pride Month. And for us, our home is World Pride this year. Oh my God, it's going to be insane. Don't you feel the energy in the air? Um, it's just this particular year mm-hmm. in particular. I don't know if it's World Pride, the fact that we're in New York City, but... Well, it, and Fleet Week just ended, so I'm already exhausted. <laughs> How many so. sailors did you do oh, over there? I don't know. How I many? Don't know. I wish. <laughs> I saw them walking around in those white pants, and I was just like, oh my God. Oh, I know. And they Somewhere got, they had got the a, most beautiful asses ever. like a muffin tin. It's just, just yeah. like... And they uh, have to be uh, careful because, you know, white stains the minute... You just look at it wrong, yeah. and heaven forbid you have a cum stain on there. What do you? They're your good whites. Oh, what you are you going to do? Just you take them off. <laughs> you take them off. You take them off. Wait, do they actually have to wear that around? Well, I mean, it is yes, Fleet Week, so yes, they, they have to do. wear it around the city. Well, I mean, some some of them have permission to you know to go out of uniform. Oh, okay, uh, but generally, when you're when you're going on or off the ship, you need to be in uniform, unless you're a senior officer or something like that. Okay. So. But it's so cool to see. It just inflects the city in a really cool way. We should mention, like we said, it's Pride Month. This coming week is DC Pride on June 8th, which that should be really interesting. Mm -hmm. I know DC is going to turn it out. Here in New York City, uh, we've got Queen's Pride that just happened. And that's that's really hot and sexy. I've heard from a lot of people in that. But there's so many ways you can celebrate. And I wanted to start off this show with Pride season in mind. There's so many things on TV you can watch to be prideful. We've got things like Tales of the City, Armistead Maupin. Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. I know, Jer- or I know uh, Jeremy, you haven't seen it, no, which I, I really recommend watching the old ones. Oh, God. I, I read the books when they first came out. <laughs> Me too. And being from San Francisco, I know you lived there, Carpenter, at one point. It's didn't you live there? No, I just oh. was there a lot. Oh, you were there a lot. A lot. At a the frequent Safeway, visitor. At the Safeway buying Crisco for your <laughs> <steam> parties. 
Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, 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 you yeah, yeah. You talked about that. You <laughs> talked about that. Um, anyways, uh, it's set in San Francisco and, and in the seventies, and it starts in the seventies. Yeah, but it goes through. Uh, it, it goes. Through, I mean, he's written and he's written books. His last one was what a year ago, and it's it's current, and it's current time. So. There's a really good documentary on Armistead Maupin as well, yes. if you want to check that yes, out. Yes, it's really good. And like I said, I wanted to start the show off with how you can be prideful in your home or going to the movies. Obviously, Pose, a show we all love, is, is coming back for season two. I can't so wait excited. for that. That's God, a great show. The ads are, like, sick. I know they are. They really uh, I have intentionally not watched the ads. I just, I, I just want to... Well, um, I, you're right. I haven't I, either. I, I want to see it from... Well, they spice it up good, so I noticed that with the ads, they don't show a ton of the uh, television show itself. They right. did a lot of like fashion ad campaign. Which I love that kind of in thing. The, mm-hmm. yeah. In the preview. So it's like them strutting and things. But That's brilliant. It's not Particularly the for their show. From, yeah. It's, it works. It does. There's a, a show that I, my sister and I are obsessed with right now that has a huge gay lesbian angle. It's called Vida. V-I-D-A. Vida. Vida. It's set in East L.A. where my parents were from. And it's so rich. I'm talking really great dialogue. It has an entire female behind-the-scenes production crew for women in film and, and TV. It's shot like a film. For those of you that liked looking, I think you'd really like Vida. Or those of you who liked... The L word. It's even better than those two. I can't get enough. It's on the Stars Network. Check it out. I did I'm used obsessed. to watch the L word back in the day. I, I was love talking the L about word. that to my colleague. I did too. I'm glad I didn't you like did, Jeremy, L-word. because yeah. so many of my gay friends were like, "Why are you watching that? It's about lesbians." And my no, sister, I loved it. It's still the culture. Like it's a part of our. Uh, it's our culture as well. LGBT. Yeah. So yeah. I watched Queer as Folk first, and then which I, I wasn't the a fan of as much as L word. It was. It oh, was cute. Queer, queer as Folk was. I mean, when you're first coming out. It's yeah. nice to see. I mean, so it was, I liked it. It was, it, bad, it was badly written. It was badly acted. It was badly directed. But the storylines were so out there. You know, I was wasn't like, looking for a Meryl Streep while well, watching. No, it. no. But you know, I'm just saying. It just you know the storylines were so out there. You know, dealing with you know, oh my boyfriend's HIV positive, and oh you know this happened and oh that happened, and so I mean it was really. I, I thought it was groundbreaking from that perspective. Mm-hmm. So. Steve Grand, you're a big fan of Steve Carpenter. Steve Grand, the musician, yes. singer. Yes. He performs, I know I've seen him in Puerto Vallarta. Talk a little bit about what he's doing. Well, I mean, he's, he started, I mean, he, he wanted to do a video of, a, of his song called American Boy. And he wound up like running up his credit card <laughs> so he could produce this video. And it just went viral and it launched his career. You know, he started a. Um, then he did a, a crowdfunding for an album, which of course I contributed to. Nice. Um, and he just he's got a new album out. He's been touring. He's got a new album out, um, and he has a new song, a new uh, or a new video for one of the songs on the album called "Pink Champagne." Um. And I was I was really intrigued with it because it's like all the bear community, you know, the people in the video. And it's like, wow, this is really neat. That's so because cool. you rarely see that. You rarely see that. If you're, you know, when people do gay videos, it's like, okay, let's get the pretty, you know, the pretty hunky boys, and mm-hmm. which is fine. Now, I don't have a problem looking at, looking at that, you know. But yeah. but this was very unique, and I thought, you know, good for him. 
I'm going to check. Let's try and get him on the show, even if he calls in. That would be great. So, Steve Grand, if you're listening, you know, reach out to us. We'd love to have we'll you on the show. Reach out to him as and well. Help promote you. Exactly. <laughs> that reminds me of DJ Laurent, who does our theme song for the Dark and Dirty After Show on our Patreon page, our mm. membership platform. We'll talk more about that later. But DJ Laurent has a brand new music video. I went to the music release, and just like Grand. His music video is set in a dark dungeon. Right. You follow this really hot Latin guy, and boy, do they have a well-represented, cool underground scene of drag queens. Oh, cool. Of, I have to watch it. Uh, bears, leather scene. It's super-duper yeah. sexy. I'll, I, you can read a, a blog post on our website if you go to tagspodcast.com. Just go to the blogs. You can see the video and read my review on it. It's really cool. Yeah. Oh, and just real quick, Steve Grant's videos are on YouTube. So awesome! Well, I'll repost it too on the cool. on the blog page too. But let's try and get him on the show. There are some great films out there. If you want to be prideful and celebrate Pride Month, last week if you listened to episode one hundred and five, we had Mike Fisher on the show. Yes. and Cherry Grove Stories is the documentary you want to watch coming out this week, June fourth, is when it's available on all platforms and. Boy, didn't you love that film? Oh, I did. I did. Well, I know so many of the people in the film. <laughs> so it was, it was really fun. It's I a great it. way of finding out if you've ever heard of Fire Island. For those of you who don't live in New York, it's a great education on pre-Stonewall, Stonewall um, afterwards on how the island is really transformed and shaped our culture and how it was a hideaway and a getaway in so many and ways. It's just, it's, it's always been kind of a gay, you know, a gay getaway. Hello, it's meat a, rack. Yeah, well, well, that too. <laughs> You'll find know. out what we're talking about if you don't know it, but the meat rack is well, that's, uh, that, sexy. Yeah, that's, that, that's part of it too, but it's always been, you know, a very gay place and a gay haven, so to speak. And even through the AIDS crisis, you know, people were going out there just because it's it's home to them. And it feels so. like that when you get there. And it does. It really does. Like you as get the there ferry's just... like approaching, you get that whole like it's a it's a thrill for yes. sure. It's so yes, fun. And, and all of the fake jewelry that you brought on board <laughs> miraculously turns into real diamonds. While you're there. Did you wow. know that? Oh, I did not know that, <laughs> but I have a lot of fake jewelry uh, that I'm going to like. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Oh, I'm going to pay for that one. Um, <laughs> Mike Fisher is actually going to be at our live streaming podcast. We're going to do a World Pride 50th anniversary celebration of Stonewall on Wednesday, June 26th on our Facebook page from 8 to 8.45 Eastern Daylight Time. Check it out. If you're in New York City, though, email me. You can find my email anywhere, but it's steve at talkaboutgaysex.com. If you want to be a part of our studio audience, and, and I'll let you know in the location. But he's giving a, uh, we're going to do a giveaway of his film. He's bringing oh, a, awesome. a signed DVD copy of it. Awesome. He has some t-shirts for us, too. So Ooh, cool. he's going to drop off, which is kind of cool. I, another film, if you're staying in the theme of celebrating our history, Bayard and Me and is a film that I just short film. I'll put the link of it on our website again. It's essentially uh, Matt Wolf produced it. Uh, in the 1980s, Bayard adopted, uh, he was a big African-American. He helped start the March on Washington. Oh, wonderful. And Yeah, he, I, I, I know who he is. 
And he fell in love with a white boy, a younger white boy, and marriage wasn't around in the 80s. So he adopted his younger boyfriend, wow. uh, Walter Walter Nagel, who was at the film that I went and saw at the Eagle recently to attain legal Well, yeah. I mean, that was, the only, that was the only way that you could, you know, you could will, you know, put somebody in your will and leave things to them legally or have them come visit you in the hospital. So that was the way to do it. That then. was the way to yeah. do it. Because there was no marriage, and it's smart. hospitals would turn people away. So you know, you you've been together for thirty years, and they say, "Oh no, you're not a relative." You know, yeah. what's great about this film? It's a short film. Like I said, I'll post it. Is that you think that it's going to be about this adoption, and it is, and that was a common thing mm-hmm. that you talk practice, right? But the one that's living. Uh, Walter does such a good homage to Bayard and tells the story. He was such an activist, not only for African-Americans, but what you learn is he really was trying to to be an activist for the gay community in in the political realm. Mm -hmm. And he was shut down so many times for being gay that they said, "Mm, no, sorry. And they didn't always allow him as, as hard as he fought. So it's such a great homage to this person mm-hmm. that I was really touched by it. I can't recommend it enough, and you can watch it. It's a short film. You'll enjoy the history of it. And lastly, before we go on, I have to talk about a film that's coming out this week. It's called The Lavender Scare. It's essentially our, I would describe it as a timeline of our gay rights movement history. Hmm. From okay. Essentially, it focuses on the 50s McCarthyism period right. and when gays essentially in the 1950s were blacklisted essentially, yeah, it would be a great duo with Cherry Grove stories because it really talks about how people, they had the FBI literally went out looking for people that they thought were gay. Yeah. Lesbian. Oh yeah. And, and what they did, one and, of the, and, per- and Herbert Hoover, was was a big cross dresser apparently. So yeah, you know, um. the, the irony <laughs> exactly. of it all. But just like a murder case, one of the they get such great footage on this and honesty. And just like a murder case, they would piece together like oh, and bring people in if they just had an inkling that you may or may not be gay or knew somebody that thought to be gay, and if they determined that you were by putting dots together, yeah. Like you connecting would, the points. Then. Yeah, you if you were in some so form shitty. of governmental yeah. office, mm-hmm. you would be immediately removed. It, and you learn so much. They go back into the the early era in the '30s, which is kind of cool when it was actually freer than the '50s. Mm-hmm. It was really communism that created right. that scare. Uh, but what I well, I mean, you go back, you go back to early Berlin. You know, in the in the '20s and '30s, it was the same type of thing. You know, before the Nazis came in and said, you know, gays need to go to camp. The, so. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's mm-hmm. a memorial in Berlin that you can go check right. out. That's so amazing. But the last thing I'll say about the Lavender Scare, really watch it. It comes out June. You can watch it in theaters. It's theatrically released at the Cinema Village here in New York City and Los Angeles Lemley Music Hall on Friday, June 7th this week just in time for the 50th anniversary and hopefully it'll Perfect. make it. I think it's going to have a wide distribution after that. It's narrated by my favorite Glenn Close with voices featuring the voices of Cynthia Nixon, Zachary Quinto, T.R. Knight and David Hyde Pierce. Ah, all big 
homosexuals. And the last thing I want to say about this film that I think is really important is for all my L.A. friends, and I love you all, who have all tried to say that the Mattachine Society was before Stonewall, this really does a good timeline, and it's going to correct people. Mm-hmm. I think there's been a little confusion about people thinking, well, when did, the civil, when did the gay rights activism really begin? This clears up everything. And yes, there were a small segment of a group called the Mattachine Society in L.A. that it timelines this history, mm-hmm. but they were all about being quiet, and and there's a actual a member of the Mattachine Society back in the day saying that, well, we don't want to really ruffle feathers. We don't want marriage for gays. We don't want adoption for gays. And what I really learned that it's Frank Kameny, who's considered the grandfather of the gay rights movement, that he learned about this Mattachine Society in L.A., but he thought that they were too passive. And he was stubborn, he was loud, he was proud, and he adopted the Mattachine name and in 1965, in front of the White House, did the very first march of gays and lesbians. Now, granted, he told them to, lesbians to put heels on, and he told gay men to look like you're you put on a suit yeah. and look like you're gonna you want a job. Like someone to take you seriously. But it was he is he fought for so many of our rights. He is the <laughs> grandfather of our human rights and Stonewall, if you go with the timeline, was mm-hmm. the turning point of got people, gays and lesbians that were just hanging out in the Stonewall barn in my sister's birthday, June 28th, 1969, that decided there was a raid, like raids were happening, mm-hmm. that they decided to fight back on that day that really set a motion for all of the changes that would occur in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It was Mm -hmm. a turning point when we really fought back. That is the history, people. Yes, there was a Mattachine Society in L.A. of a small, tiny group that was kind of passive, but given the time, we get it. And this movie does such... If you want a good timeline of our history, Mm -hmm. it's an hour film. It's coming out June 7th. You've got to watch it. It's called The Lavender Scare. Check it out. Cool. And that's my soapbox. <laughs> well, it reminds me, you know, you were talking about, you know, he wanted everyone to dress up as, you know, like, you know, proper gentlemen and, and, and ladies type thing. So um, Harvey Milk, who, you know, if, you, if Harvey Milk was... Uh, was uh, oh, of course. San yeah. Francisco. In San Francisco. He was a supervisor. A city the city supervisor. Gay Supervisor of San Francisco. City supervisor, openly gay. He encouraged everyone else to come out. So they were having some kind of debate. Him and this woman whose name I cannot remember. Um, but Harvey had said to her, says, no, says, we're going to be on television. We need to look like mom and dad gay, you know? So, oh, and God. she was like, okay, okay. So like, you know, two hours before they're going to, you know, they're going to go on this show, Harvey calls her and says, my earrings. I can't find my earrings. <laughs> <laughs> he was known for wearing earrings with well, his no, suit he just, too, though. But yes, he, I can't He had your just point. turned it around as he was going to be the mother. You know, so she was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> he was hilarious. Yes. Yes, there's a really good, and, and there is a really good documentary called The Mayor of Castro Street. Oh, I love um, it. And that story is explained. It's narrated by Harvey Firestein. As well Firestein, as the film. As, as well as the film. Sh- Milk is also very good. Uh, the, Sean Penn. Yeah. 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 The, the documentary is great. It will make you cry. Um, anyway, enough. 
No, I love it. All right. But we talk about all this stuff, and I know we're spending more time on what to watch, what to see, what to do, but it is Pride Month, and I think it's there's so many ways, Jeremy, just we'll conclude with you're reading a book right now. You Mm -hmm. were at the beach today here in New York City. I saw your Instagram pictures. What's tell people about what book you're reading and maybe they want to check it out? So I'm reading a book uh, that's about all of the it's a bunch of different figures, uh, historical figures, Mm -hmm. and a little bit of insight into their life. Uh, so the insight is just their sexual tendencies mm-hmm. and how back then when we didn't have any labels or anything to box anyone in, right. it relationships were you got away easier with being close with another man or being close with another woman and people mm-hmm. not thinking anything of it. Well, like so, one of the examples on and the so cover. So one of the examples was uh, that I was saying was a a woman that, lived in Mexico and the pressure on in society that she lived under was you were taught that you were the homemaker and Mm -hmm. you had lots of kids and you were taught from a young age how to cook, how to clean and take care of kids and have lots of kids. Mm -hmm. So she had decided for herself that not only did she not want that lifestyle, but also on top of that, she wanted, she had a yearn to learn a lot and educate mm-hmm. herself a lot. And that wasn't something that women had the oh, right no. to do back no. then of at course. all. Women couldn't go to college. And so what she did was she became a nun. And so as a nun, <laughs> hmm, not only did she have the excuse not to get married, but right. then also, I mean, she was subject to, she could only live and stay and inhabit the church. But right. in that same realm, she could also educate herself mm-hmm. and she had access to a lot of knowledge and a lot of books and a lot of text. And so it was fascinating to see that she was a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And other women. Yeah. So it was fascinating to see that she found a scapegoat then Isn't that amazing, in order to though? really, really fulfill what right. made her what, happy right. and just the life that she knew she didn't want to lead mm-hmm. the way that she could actually live it. And right. this was, I mean, she had to become a nun, but there were so many things yeah. that she was grateful for after it, that it was, it was a really interesting story. Two of, things on that that remind me it's her story. That was a workaround that's brilliant, mm-hmm. but it, I can't help but think of the priests and pedophilia that go on on the male side. Like, yeah. why is it that one woman was able to do it and make it work for her, but mm-hmm. she didn't commit a crime? I just think sometimes women are a little bit more progressive than men in some ways, and I can't just help. Maybe a little less well, animalistic, Because men, men tend to think with their dicks. Mm-hmm. So, even yeah, priests. Yeah, and not all priests, obviously. <laughs> I'm just saying there's... You never hear of a nun molesting a, a kid. You yeah. almost never hear of a woman molesting a kid. I don't know that we have at you all. Know. But no, nah, there's there's been a few, but but few and far between. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. The other thing I wanted to say to piggyback off of your story, Jeremy, is that in this lavender scare, it's really interesting that a woman talks about World War II, mm-hmm. uh, and the reason she went into the war was because it, she was actually going to be able to be with same-sex women. And mm-hmm. the war actually allowed her to meet her partner yeah, and not have to do what was expected of her, which was to get married right. and have a family, which was what her family wanted her to do. She, in some way, saying not that she wanted the war to happen, but it actually was a good thing for her. Mm-hmm. And that's just interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there, uh, there were almost all the men were required to go to war. 
you know, in World War II. So there were, um, there were people, you know, there were women that were working as mechanics. Yeah. Uh, there, were, were, there was the WAX, the Women's Air Corps. And while they weren't fighting in the war, they were delivering aircraft. You know, they were, they were delivering the, you know, the, you know, the B-25 bombers. Wow. And, and you know, they're flying Serious them across things. the country. Yeah. They're flying them across the country. You know, the, the, the P-51 Mustangs, they're, they're flying them. It's crazy. You know, delivering them to Things uh, that they would pl- never be able to. Exactly. Outside of war. And then on, on top of that, they shared common, you know, the same sex right. quarters and so forth. Yeah. Which allowed them to maybe carry on with their same-sex someone needs, relationships. Someone needs to write yeah. a good, a, Another story a good was film. About, about an emperor. Tom that, of Finland is a good start. Of that's a good not start. Not even a good yeah. start. It's a great film. But yeah. someone needs to write a film about this. the women. Yeah. Now. The, yeah. Watch an, if you're looking. For, we're giving you a lot of content. You can. Mm-hmm. Tom of Finland's another one. I want to address a story that happened last uh, two episodes on episode 103. Jeremy, we were on that episode with uh, Lincoln, mm-hmm. and somebody wrote a review that I just wanted to address real quick. So if you remember on that episode, we were with Lincoln, and we were talking about sex, and apparently Lincoln mentioned, I'll just read, Black Man X writes to us, and we're going to answer or t- address what you wrote to us. Uh, you say, I have to call you out on one particular issue. He admits he's a new listener to the show, but well, Lincoln... Yeah, welcome. Lincoln uh, was on that show that day. Lincoln said, everyone should be on prep, blanket statement. This person writes, I have an issue with that. Why is it your conversation did not include any mention of side effects of prep? One of the major side effects of prep is possibly kidney failure. Being a member of a family with a history of kidney disease, I'm not taking that chance. That's my choice. I'm just saying that the side effects of PrEP seldom, if ever, get mentioned in the conversation of taking PrEP. So, no, I don't think everyone should be on PrEP. And Black Man X, I know you said you're new to the show. And if you've listened to so many other shows on our, sh- on our series where we talk about PrEP, I host Steve Rodriguez. I'm the first one. They mm-hmm. can vouch for me, my co-host. I've constantly talked about how I'm not on PrEP, how mm-hmm. one of the reasons I didn't want to get on prep in the past or get on prep was because, you know, I like my cocktail and I know it has to process through the liver and it's a daily medication and I wasn't sure I was fine with condoms. So I've constantly, the other thing, Jeremy and I, we've had conversations with the doctor about how prep was, and I think we talked about this on that episode. So that the creation of it in general was not really... The formatting of it, it wasn't mm-hmm. made so that you could stay on it forever or so that you do no. stay on it forever. And so I, no, what Dr. she Justin. was saying is that she, uh, the point of it was that if you are in a committed relationship, then you don't need to be on it. Right. Well, the other and thing she said, which I think we mentioned on episode 103, is if you feel you are in a sexually active period, mm-hmm. in her, it's a medic- good time to use in it, her medical opinion, mm-hmm. at least when we interviewed her mm-hmm. a year ago, she said... That and this is in a quote that if you feel you're sexually active in a period of time, this is how she felt is when you should be on a good time to be on prep. Mm-hmm. But she didn't but believe that everyone. you should always be on it forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and I think that messaging has gotten misconstrued a little mm-hmm. bit. And we've certainly talked extensively on this show about that. Right. And so I just wanted to clear that up. That 
although maybe it wasn't clear to you on that episode, we've talked a lot about both sides of the prep right. debate. And, mm-hmm. and, and we've, we've also, we have talked about side effects. And, you know, you also have to realize anything you put in your body including food, mm-hmm. can have side effects. Mm-hmm. Alcohol has side effects. And if you, if you look at the physician's desk reference, which is, or the PDR, mm-hmm. which lists medications and what they do, what their compounds are, and the side effects. You- Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You will never take an aspirin again. Again, yeah. If you read that, I mean, because yes, there are potential side effects with basically anything Everything. you put in your body, mm-hmm. and the the side effects for prep, yes, some of them can be severe. I know somebody who you know basically had renal failure um, because of one of the medications. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, he was positive, and he was on the medication for that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is before prep, but. Uh, there's but yes, also, there's you know it's something you you need to you need to have checked. Mm-hmm. The other thing that so, I know we have not talked about is if and we should look more into it. But people are on other medications too. So people take medications for high blood pressure, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Yes, I don't know that we've ever talked about when you take you know two different types of medications on how that can actually compromise. Mm-hmm. I know you had an issue recently, Carpenter, where. 
yes. things were compromising because of the medications. And that something that's something I know we have not talked about and worth looking into, obviously, well, when you take anything. And, and part of the problem with that, and the situation with me... Um, I Sorry, had, I didn't mean to call you out. No, that's <laughs> no, fine. But. Just the situation with me is I, I had bronchitis, you know, the beginning of April, which mm-hmm. is not uncommon for me. I usually get bronchitis. You may have noticed his voice so, a little raspier during yes, that, some I mean, of in, those in episodes. Yes, I mean, in our last live... <laughs> our, our last live show. I sounded like Deborah Winger the whole show. Who Jeremy doesn't know who that is, but that's all right. <laughs> that's okay. Um, <laughs> so what had, what had happened is um, they gave me an antibiotic for the you know for the um, the bronchitis and a steroid for the bronchial spasms instead of giving me a cough medication because the cough medications are usually narcotic and the people are le- you know obviously leaning away from opioids mm-hmm. yes. and that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. But I also use a nasal spray, a Flonase, because um, I have allergies. So that is also a steroid. And it's an over-the-counter, so but now it's you're a steroid. On two steroids. So there's two, two steroids. Plus, I have an inhaler also for allergies, you know, for, wow. um, which is also a steroid. So when I got, the, when I, when I got prescribed the, uh, the oral steroid, no one told me, don't take the others. Oh. You know, so what happened is the inhaled steroid. I mean, they're they're not systemic, so which means they don't really go into your bloodstream because they it's through the you know it's through the nose and through the mouth you know into the lungs, but those go over your vocal cords, and it created the combination of that with the oral steroid makes you prone to other infections, and I wound up with a fungal laryngitis. So um, and it's. You know, it's, it's, it was just overload, right? It's well, yeah, because it was just it was too many steroids. So, right. and it, it makes you prone to fungal infection. So and that's and, and the same it, thing. It I'm wouldn't sure, go away, and that's what happened. I'm sure we should look more into that. But if anyone knows stories, we'll do a little more research on that. Well, but also combining to too many doctor. medicines. Yeah, talk to your doctor. Tell them what medications you're taking, including any herbal supplements, because those can be worse oh, yeah. than, than some of the other medications. And if you're doing recreational drugs, tell your doctor. He's mm-hmm. not going to call the police and have you arrested, and he's not going to shame you. He may tell you you probably shouldn't do that, but it's important that you tell them what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Jeremy can relate to not, that, not doing recreational drugs, but when you go in your NYU study, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that they're looking for. You've been on this study. We've talked about it a lot of times, but yeah. since you were 18, mm-hmm. and they're looking at research with your sex practices, mm-hmm. and one of the things you've talked about in the past is they ask questions like, how many drinks did you have? They do. Mm-hmm. And they need accurate... Yeah. To, for the studies to be accurate at NYU, they need you to be, and they're precise. I mean, yeah. they ask literally uh, both. They ask how many drinks and mm-hmm. what level did you consider yourself. So, like sometimes Drugs I too, would right? say drunk, right, and other times I would say tipsy, uh-huh. and they they ask literally those. Oh, they get into nitty yeah. gritty. Yeah, so they ask the number of drinks and what tier, like what you considered yourself, right? Because they also, I think, want. It's part of the study to see like what things become habits or what things are problematic or you know what I'm saying? And like, you've or, or, or where to be you on- become more risky. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you've already agreed to be honest, and you already are, yeah. and that's only going to give accurate, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good feedback for feedback them, which is great. And, and I love being right. part of a really good research, a, a really good mm-hmm. uh, study, and also just helping other people. I if, mean, I think being a part a statistic alone is still really great in yeah. helping future generations and helping them with what it is that they're trying to. Mm-hmm. I love that you're still a part of that. That's yeah. really, really awesome. That's great. And they love it, too, because it's been so long. So it's really cool. Well, yeah, because it's hard to keep people in those programs. Because yeah. People move. Well, people mm-hmm. move. And plus, you know, it's, it's a commitment. You've got to, every three months, you've got to go and, you know. Well, granted, but, but this is your 10th year. Also, yeah. Mine is, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's your 10th year. Wow. Yeah. And if you're, I'm if a real New Yorker now. If you're on prep. You need to go every three months, yeah, and do you know make sure you're still HIV negative, yeah, and and they do test your liver and your kidneys. That's implicit. Every time. Test your liver and your kidneys. That and should be implicit in your doctor reminding you of this. I would imagine because they can't give you a new. I, from what I understand, and I'm not on it. They I can't, think in the medical industry, it's the medical it's, industry is terrible. No, but I do but, think it's a requirement. I don't think they can prescribe you a new prescription unless you test negative. But are they? Well, that's true. I'm not on it. Are they on that with you? I'm sure they are. But have you heard of other people? Are people getting tested? No, they have to. You Every have three to. months, yeah. you have to. It's a requirement. Right. Okay. It's it's part of it's, yeah. it's part of how they control yeah. it. It's like you know, if you mm-hmm. don't get tested, we're not giving you another prescription. And they won't. I mean, believe me, I've overlapped before, and they've been like, "Oh no, you need to come in," and I'm and I'm You're out. Like, <gasps> yeah, like yeah. I I don't have any more, and they won't prescribe it until my results come back, which so. is good. Yeah, because it obviously it's working when you're negative. Yeah. So yeah. that mm-hmm. makes sense. Let's get into some quick hot topics here. One of them is from our Patreon members, and I always like to... He shared a story, and I hope he's listening. But he writes that he was at a dinner party recently where they were discussing dating, sex, and bro code for men in their 40s. But this could be (laughs) for everybody. He wanted us to give some insight to us. And I always like that. I like a little Ask Wendy moment here on the <laughs> Tags podcast, even though you don't like Carpenter when we give advice, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, so he writes, we had a friend who had been actively dating one individual, stating that he believes they are in a monogamous relationships with a known player. That particular weekend, they all ran in, into that said individual, the boyfriend, clearly on a date in... In they ran into that person on a date with someone else. Yeah, yeah. Oh God! It became <laughs> and it was in their minds clearly a date. It became yeah. a heated debate at the dinner table whether or not we should tell or not tell their friend, and they got mixed decisions. The guy, our friend, writing in says his opinion is keep out of it. He even asked some of his straight colleagues, uh, both male and female in in the office, I was going to say audience, uh, they were split with the same thoughts. And he asked, what do we do? Well, (laughs) my initial thoughts is tell your friend. I'm sorry, I, I, I disagree because I feel... It's a difficult choice. Okay, it's so a double-edged sword. Here's where, it's a double-edged sword. I want to hear from both of you. And we'll, so we'd, the reason I say that is, because, and not in a way that, oh, girl, I saw your boy out last night. and mm-hmm. Not in that way, because I think there is a side, a vicious side of our, I was going to say gay community, and I should probably just stick with my initial thought, that 
All people. Once, or people that wants to say, oh, I know what you did last summer type thing. A dig, I yeah. A dig. And when you get delivery you... of a like something that's really makes you vulnerable in, in a dig way, it doesn't help. Like you don't, you can't recept it. So I it's think not... if you are going to give, come from that, check yourself. Mm-hmm. Mo- mm-hmm. If you're going to come from that standpoint, like, girl, I saw your boy out and he was clearly on a date, which you know is going to really put a knife in. Yeah. I say a, save it. A then knife in that person is going to crush but what them. If that's, but what if it's a brother? Or what if it's a friend from you know from college? Well, you, know, you don't I, know. No, I think if you're going to come from that, they were pretty clear on it. But I think if okay. you come from a place of hey, I know you're dating your boy. The guys and I were out the other night, and we did see him out with someone that, in our opinion, all looked like it was something more than mm-hmm. just a friend or a bro. We we all felt like we just wanted to let you know, and we are probably wrong, but maybe check in with your boy and mm-hmm. ask. And if you, I think if you came from that versus like, oh, I, you know, very viciously. Guess what I saw. Yeah, because yeah. I think there's uh-huh. a side of right. people that love to do that. And oh I, yeah, the dishing and, side. And I it's, hate yeah. that. And I've had a lot of that in my world. Just people coming at me that way and I hate that because mm-hmm. I don't think you're really being genuine I think you're just really trying to get one over me and I don't like that and I think if you're coming from you need to check yourself but I think there's a positive constructive way I don't know what do you guys think hmm well <laughs> I mean it's, don't think it's, too hard it's, it's an hour show <laughs> it's it's a really it's a tough call because you know they may have an open relationship um, well, you they, don't know. They did say they were. This person said, "Oh, I'm in my relationship." Is under the with this impression guy. that they don't. Mm-hmm. But why not then check in with your boy and say, "Are you guys in an open relationship?" Or, well, I mean, if, if it's somebody that you know, it's it, that you know, they're not in an open relationship, and this person's going to be crushed. You know, it's like, okay, how do you address that? Because if they find out that you knew about it and you didn't say something, right. then you're, right. in, you're up shit's Creek with them. So it's, it's one of those double-edged sword things of how do you handle it. Right. But it's you know, an unhindered contractual contract that you sign when you become friends with somebody mm-hmm. that you owe them this. I know <laughs> my... Stating his contract. Yeah. You <laughs> signed it. You signed it. My opinion with this topic is that you just... I would definitely tell them. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter when. If you're my friend, I'm telling you that I saw that person out in that situation, in that context. Now, my delivery would definitely be very kind and... Yeah. And, oh, I saw Bobby the And other not night. condescending you know? and not trying to, like, dig or... Not even dig deep, but just let them know because I would want to know. If just kind of let my, them know the facts. If it was my man and I thought that I was in a monogamous, you bitches better tell me exactly. that you saw that. So, exactly. I mean, if you well, didn't, I would be mad. I don't mean to bring up your shit, Jeremy, but I do remember a time, and I think you could talk about it now, <laughs> yeah. when you were dating a guy. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't like him, but yeah, I didn't you like were dating either, a guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sorry. you douchebags. You were friends. dating a guy, and I know we were on our way to the Hamptons, <laughs> Yes, and you were in the back seat. And you were in a relationship with this guy. Mm-hmm. This guy didn't acted like he didn't date a whole lot. Like you were one of his first boyfriends. Yeah. And you happened to go on some site or something. Correct me if I'm wrong. And mm-hmm. find him looking for other guys. Yeah. What was that story? And, and yeah, it was like looking for anonymous sex right when I was leaving. And then when I confronted him about it, he just brought up like he was kind of floored. I don't think he was expecting that I was gonna 
call him out on it, and right. I did because I'm not one to yeah. bullshit, and I don't beat around the bush. No, no you this- don't. And when I did, he didn't really know what to say, was just super apologetic, and then... Sometimes, I, I mean, I don't date that often, but when I do mm-hmm. and I invest a lot in someone and I'm spending a lot of time with you and I'm mm-hmm. you're introduced to my friends and people that I care about, my mom and stuff, right? then I would assume that you're on the same page as me. So when that situation happened, I just kind of like pulled out and I was just like, yeah. okay, I'm this is not for me and you don't need to see me and yeah. Exactly. And I th- I remember during that period, well, I didn't like him. So yeah, no, I, I definitely, that. had I seen him out or been on the apps myself and oh, saw you him, I would have... me right away. But I would have probably done that anyway yeah. with you in a constructive manner. Yeah, I would hope I so. Know, I know I mean, that I would have. But, I, you know, there's, there's also a way you can do it. It's sad to find out, but I would want to uh, yes, know. But there's really also would. a way you can do it. You can say, you know, hey, I saw Bobby the other day. We were out having dinner and he was at the other table, mm-hmm. you know. I see, oh, so see, I don't like that sort of cavalier way of like, what was <laughs> well, that a sitcom line that you just created? It's beating around it the bush just, a little but bit. But it's a little Well, because cavalier. then it's, it, it, then, cause then they can come back and say, oh yeah, he was, uh, you know, yeah, I know he was there with so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And, you know. I just like being honest and saying, You're saying like they could say it was his best friend or his cousin or something, and then you wouldn't be assuming that it was a date? Right. Is that Right, but then again, if he says, well, I think it's a little acting one hundred and one, and really, girl, like well, I, I don't think so. I mean, I because I, it it kind of gets you. Yes, you're 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 telling them that you saw him. I would still tell. I mean, that's just my well, opinion. What's the matter with saying? Let's just say you didn't really know if they were open or not, and you didn't know at all. What's the matter with just saying, okay, I don't know, prefacing with, I don't know if you guys are open or not, and mm-hmm. I might be way off base, uh-huh. but we were out the other night and saw your boy, which in our eyes looked like a date. Now, mm-hmm. we could be 100% mm-hmm. wrong, but we just thought we wanted to let you know and give them the opportunity to say, oh, well, no, he was out with his bro, bro from, you know... Jim, yeah. from back in the day when yeah. they were on the sports team or whatever. He, mm-hmm. Right. Or he could say, what do you mean? Like, well, what did it look? And then you could see how they're responding to then know how you're going to, like, tread You can gauge it off of, like, thing. how you're going to keep going. And I, well, think I don't see how that's much different from what I said. I but. think it seems a little, I don't know. I think, I don't know. It is the same Mine's thing. Mine's not I in just, the middle. I would just say, I saw your man and... Ask about it. Right. Ask your friend about it. This is your friend. It's not I as mean, direct. True. That's what if it is. To me, about, it's not as direct, Steve. If you okay. care about the person, mm-hmm. ask about it. Ask about the situation. Where was your boyfriend the other night? True. Who and, was he and, out and, with? And, and if Why? Well, that's very direct. And I that's mean, another way, yeah. That's true. Just, but, and also, if they're going to be out in a public place, you know, where they may run into friends, then it's mm-hmm. like, okay. You know. The one thing I will agree with you, it, it depends, excuse me, it depends on the friend because... We don't know how they interact with each other. Right. I interact with some friends differently than I interact with others. Right. Mm-hmm. Depending on you how you interact, if it's well, like, girl, yeah. Like, yeah. let me tell you. Or it could be something like, you know, listen, you might have to tread a little yeah. lightly. Yeah, I like think it's going to change yeah. depending on the friend, yeah. the closeness. But I do think ignoring it is not the answer. Oh, I agree. I agree. Ignoring mm-hmm. it is not really... Because no. then how good a friend are you? Why not just check in to make sure that 
they are or they he knew about it and maybe we miss I miss that. And I would that. say even if you're going to hurt my feelings, I still want to know. If you're a good friend, yes, I'm yeah. I'm I'm going to I'm going to say this something. Person, don't you if, think? if you're if you're not if you're a, like an acquaintance, you know, I don't know that I want to delve into sure, that. Sure. Sure. I agree. So, but I would be glad to know if I told my friend and they slapped me in the face and said, that was his buddy. What are you talking? I'd be like, oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. But I would also feel like they would be grateful and happy that I'm mm-hmm. at least being honest Watching and checking out. in for them. I mean, them. yeah, you mm-hmm. have their back. Otherwise, what kind of friend are you? <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Trash. There's a funny thing that Jeremy Trash. sent me earlier today. <laughs> I think in the honor of... I've been spring cleaning this apartment up like oh there's no God. tomorrow and I'm on a roll right I just now. Started, I showed you my drawers earlier. Yes, and, and they're like perfected little rows of everything. My wow. underwear drawer. It, it, yeah. A lot of jock straps in there, but it's organized <laughs> by color. Anyways, <laughs> of course. in the honor of spring cleaning, Jeremy sent me something funny earlier today. You must have been spring cleaning your iPhone mm-hmm. about you noticed a I trend. I was just interested to look through my contacts. We're going to post this on I, our blog page. I had been uh, <laughs> cleaning out my phone of contacts because right. uh-huh. I had already done the photos. And uh, and I I was like, oh, this looks like a common thread. So I searched through my contacts and it was booty. So uh-huh. booty was the common thread in mine. And there was just a whole long oh, list. Can and we it's read funny it? because... All of the people that are on that list, I was telling Steve, I only put them in there and save them if I have been with them before. Right. So this is not people that I just These these aren't just random people. I'm going to read you you what's on Jeremy's phone. And when he typed in his contact search, booty. All right. Are you ready, y'all? Brad Miami booty. (laughs) Eddie huge booty. Eddie booty neighbor. Mm, all right. <laughs> Jose, Big Booty HK. <laughs> Michael, Big Booty. Michael, Dami, Dom, I, okay, I don't know what you're Dominican writing. Dominican. Oh, Dominican Booty. <laughs> Here's another one. Make Booty, Lower East Side. Oh, Mike, sorry. I'm like, are you making it? <laughs> are you injecting it? Mike, Big oh. Booty on oh, the he's Lower East Side. <laughs> We've got Tay, T-A-E, Big Booty. <laughs> We've got Yum, Yum spelled with two M's. I love it. Yum, <laughs> Booty Black Boy. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Wow. <laughs> I know. It got me thinking, though, about spring cleaning, and I went on my phone, and the first one that came to my mind is a guy, and I actually joked around with him. This is a long time ago. So he's aware that you he, saved I them. I actually that. told him recently. None of these people know that I saved them as that, too. That's this the best is, of course. <laughs> This is somebody that I was interested that I met, and you'll know in a minute why. And for those of you who accuse, accuse me of being a size queen, well, fuck off, I am. <laughs> I put on the phone Marcus 10... <laughs> and I didn't think he was a Bo Derek 10. You know what I'm talking about. I know, I know who you mean. He is actually very hot and attractive. I should say that. Very hot and attractive. And it's obviously he's 10 inches. And I met him in Fire Island mm-hmm. at Daniel Nardiccio's An underwear party. Underwear party. Yeah. Daniel's been on our show. And if you know anything about this Ice Palace underwear jockstrap party, it's in the back and it's dark. And so you're sort of meandering around. And you can see all the good. You can barely see anything. But what I did see was this 10 inch <laughs> cock. <laughs> and I literally grabbed the cock and yanked him like I was yanking a, you oh know, a leash. God. Of course you <laughs> did. Because it was that long. It was like a leash. And you pulled him along. And somehow, yeah. And then 
long, we're friends now, no longer that. And he is in my phone as Marcus 10. But I started going through some of my other themes. And I have, I tend to have a thing with like places, like when I travel. So I have somebody, a person, Eris Mykonos. And I was laughing because you can tell I've been to the Eagle a lot because I have an Eagle theme. I have Leo Eagle, Carlos Eagle, Eric <laughs> Legal, Marco Legal, Pete Eagle. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> funny. Amazing. And, that's funny. And then I have things I like... I do the neighborhood. It helps me remi- remind me better than uh, the place I met them for some See, reason. I don't, I don't put any of that... I don't put any of the places... You I had met one them, on yours. But, well, so usually what I do is people will, you know, say like, okay, oh, here, give me your phone. I, mean, yeah. I guess they think I'm older and I can't type. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> here, give me your phone. So... I, I I put their first name in. I don't, you know. Yeah, I, right. So, obviously. So I was going the through my phone. The fact that you got into the first name is like you get a point. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm going through my phone looking at all these things that are just first names, and I'm, and I'm laughing, going, I don't remember that one. I don't. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Oh yeah, I remember that one. And then there was one guy who put his number in, and he, in, under his name he put Mark said on my face. Wow. So. <laughs> He, he, but he put that in your he phone. He put that in. He wanted you to remember. Yeah. And there was another guy. I mean, I had deleted it because I, it, it came up like in a meeting. He had called me and it was like, <laughs> I want to fuck you. Uh, I want to fuck you, Bobby, or something like that. I don't remember what the name was. That was in your phone? Yes. Wow. And he, he had called me and I'm in a meeting at work and my phone comes up and it says, I want to fuck you. And I was like, oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's yeah. amazing. So, yeah, I kind of took that up. Yeah, but. exactly. It's funny. I, I would love to hear from our audience if you have any ways that you categorize people. Yes. If you're doing your spring cleaning, I will. We're going to do a little after show after, or we will do one on our Dak and Daddy after show. And I will tell you some of, I found some celebrity names in my phone that I'll tell you as well as some porn stars Ooh, and i'll tell you why everyone in new york has porn stars on their phone well, you know their phone numbers yes okay well i'm gonna sh- then we'll <laughs> share yours too girl and on the after show i'll tell you which ones and why they were may or may not have well i'll tell you why they were on our sh- on our show if you become a patreon member it's our dark and dirty after show you can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex and we're adding all types of new tiers so check it out yes we are and I have one more. Oh, shit, that might be it. Yeah, no, uh, um, one long. more thing. It's kind of long, huh? We, what was your other thing, Steve? Gus. Yeah, let's just do that because we have a lot of other topics. We'll just take it to the next okay. show. So what's the story about? Okay, okay so, so also just in, in talking about pride, um, Gus Kenworthy, if you don't know who he is, I mean, he's, a, he's a, an Olympic skier. He kissed his boyfriend on, at the Olympics on national television. Super um, cute. Super cute, and he does a lot for the community. So he is doing the AIDS ride from San Francisco to L.A., and he has uh, pledged that he wants to raise a million dollars. I mean, that's, you know, and all of that money goes directly to HIV, you know, uh, organizations. It's uh, the, 100% of it. It's the longest running it's AIDS one of the ride. Long, yes. It goes from my hometown, San Francisco, all the mm-hmm. way into Los Angeles. Oh, my gosh. I think there's, what's his name is doing it, there's my an, friend. There's another there's, one that goes from Boston to to, uh, to New York as well. But anyway, Gus, Gus is doing, he's trying to raise a buttload of money so it, it's like and he's up like to two hundred thousand dollars so wow. if you can throw 20 bucks at him whatever you know let's help him out 
and my friend. And then maybe he'll come on the show. Let's get him on the show too. Get well, him on the show. We've got Steve Grant. <laughs> we've got Gus. I I know one of our Patreon members, my friend, who I hope to meet very soon. I know he's doing it. We wish you a yeah. lot of luck. And yes. Um, I'm going to check out your page. I hope you have one. Happy Pride Month to everyone Happy that Pride listens. Month, Happy Pride everybody. Month. Yeah. Um, check out our live broadcast Wednesday, June 26. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash tags podcast from 8 to 845 Eastern Daylight Time and watch us live. It's going to be a celebration of World Pride and the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. We're going to have some really great guests and talk about our stories and it's just going to be a big celebration. I'm really mm-hmm. excited about that. Same. And if you're going to be in New York City, email me to be a part of the studio audience. You can email me. You can find it everywhere. But it's Steve at TalkAboutGaySex.com. Anything and else we want? In the meantime, wanna... in the meantime, you guys, thanks for doing the show today. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Continue having hot, hot gay, gay sex. sex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.